Greetings and welcome to the Trauma and Social Work Podcast. Thank you for listening to Season 2. You are listening to Tanya Octave, Licensed Clinical Social Worker. My goal is to provide education, resources, suggested practices, and understand more about the aspects of trauma and social work. This podcast is for you because we are all impacted by trauma. I am your host. Go grab your notepad, pen, or pencil, a warm cup of tea, and let's get down to business. This season is to focus on the voices of others impacted by trauma. Although I may speak on behalf of others with their permission, this is still their voice. You will hear from social workers, parents, families, children, teenagers, clinicians, and just so much more. You will hear from all people, regardless of their heritage, ethnic background, gender or sexuality, identification, social economic status, and much more. Let's take a deep, profound listening to all voices. podcast is not intended for medical, psychological, mental health, or legal advice. You should seek out a professional for individual and specific questions regarding your overall wellness. If you are experiencing a mental health crisis, call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. In the prior weeks, we heard from a few more individuals in social work about ways to think about mental health for our children in foster care and ways to interact in a culturally sensitive manner. They shared their voices while exploring strengths and challenges. They provided some insight into making changes on a small level to making changes in a macro way. In the last two weeks, you heard from a parent and a young person who shared their thoughts and feelings about their interactions with social workers. They both provided some good ideas about making a change to minimize trauma and do no more harm. For this episode, I wanted to share a collection of stories about our mixed youth in foster care. First, I will introduce Steve to you. Steve is a fictional character, but his experience, details, and content are collected from various voices in the foster care system. I have collected hundreds, if not thousands of interviews with multi-ethnic and multicultural children. Their voice is essential and they should have a say in their experience in the foster care system. So let me lay a foundation before exploring more about Steve's experience. Trauma is not an uncommon experience and it impacts can be life-altering. Psychoanalytic theory explains traumas overwhelmingly affect your psychic. The first discussion of trauma written on American psychology gave credit to Sigmund Freud. However, it was Sigmund Freud who wrote about early traumatic experiences during childbirth. Over time, trauma transformed into a much broader concept than Freud believed. To understand a young person's voice in the foster care system, we must clearly define trauma. Most people would agree in the trauma field, it is defined as 
an emotional shock that creates substantial and lasting damage to the individual's psychological development, generally leading to neurosis. A shock to the mind, body, and spirit system. Something that severely jars the mind, the emotional system, or the body. I think of trauma as an experience you have. You understand this experience as shocking to your psychological structure. This shock is based on your prior perceptions and current level of functioning. You notice a change, bringing you further away from your true, authentic, compassionate self. This is my definition, and I may receive some critiques about the definition among my peers in the trauma field, and that's okay. However, this is where I stand. This lays the foundation for children in and out of our foster care system. Steve is a 17-year-old African-American and German mixed person who is under the legal custody of child protection. He has an older sister and two older brothers whom live with whom he lived with until 16 years old. His siblings remained with their mother while all of the All of them resided together in the grandmother's home without Steve. Steve attends high school where he struggles to stay focused, does not feel motivated, and is socially different from his peer group. Steve frequently shares these differences. I am not athletic or smart. Kids make fun of me because of my clothes, the way I look. I can dance. I'm not a comedian and I'm a picky eater. Around the Christmas holiday of 2019, Steve was recovered from law enforcement because he was a victim of human trafficking. Law enforcement labeled him as a commercially sexually exploited youth, and in the state of California, Child Protective Services got involved. In Steve's mind, police encountered him several times and nothing was done. He was never arrested. None of the other men or women, and yes, there were women, Nothing happened to them. Finally, in 2019, during a child abuse investigation, Steve was placed into an emergency shelter. He was told, this is for your good. This is for your safety. Although hesitantly, a part of Steve wanted something different. He wanted to feel safe and not worry about abuse or his next meal or whether or not he could or couldn't take a shower or or things like that that we may take for granted. This was when Steve got counseling for the first time in his life. During my initial contact, Steve was shy, but brave, ambivalent about himself and the counseling in general. People find themselves with varying degrees of true and false sense of self. The perception of oneself changes over time, over one's development. He knew this process would be complicated for Steve, but safety and being free from abuse was a priority. He wanted to talk to someone, to open up, to reveal his innermost secrets, hoping to seek some relief from his suffering without being judged. From birth through about 12 years of age, Steve's childhood, he spent many moments in homeless shelters going to and from parks and staying with other family and friends. 
Steve's family did not have a lot of money. They didn't have resources. They weren't educated, at least in the traditional sense of an education. As he struggled with not having most of his basic needs met, he learned to survive. He knew that adults were not safe and could not be trusted and that he had to develop some skills to survive in his environment. Steve knew, knew very little about his biological father, who was German. Although affectionate and often inappropriate, his mother used him as an emotional and sexual support for her needs. His sexual abuse probably began in the relationship with his biological mom. However, he recalled sexual abuse starting at five by one of his mother's girlfriends. This continued for many years, resulting in health complications with digestive and gut issues, something that was totally missed by all the doctors, the nurses, working with the family. Steve never saw himself as a cute, cuddly, or lovable child. He hated most things about himself, especially how he experienced relationships with other adults. Most adults in his life wanted something from Steve. On occasion, Steve shared painful feelings about being unloved and vulnerable when approached by men and women who wanted sex from him. This type of abuse, humiliation from peers and, adult, and adults, resulted in Steve's experience in psychic trauma. There were stories he sh- shared and defined for himself as traumatic. These forms of trauma are deeply rooted in how you experience, think, and feel about yourself. The feelings of abandonment, rejection, and shame will resurface over and over again, especially in those interpersonal interactions. Steve has shared stories about being raped, kidnapped, even held hostage and forced to use drugs. However, for Steve, Drugs were a way for him to survive, to disassociate from his unbearable pain. Steve stated, Steve stated, No one really cares or loves me. On a few occasions, I see my mom, but she never asks any questions. She's never curious. There were times when I had to go to the clinic on my own, and the doctors, they didn't ask questions either. The police never really cared, and my teachers often ignored me. Well, I would say the world ignored me because this is how I felt. When individuals are traumatized in such brutal brutal and overwhelming ways, their fight-or-flight impulse is impaired, and they often experience a freeze-or-collapse response. This results in downward spiral debilitation of symptoms. Steve shared his gender and sexuality as being fluid. He referred to himself both in male and female terms, yet he liked the flexibility on some level, probably another way he learned to survive in this environment. However, in Steve's words, one thing that pissed me off would be when someone did not ask me about my mixed heritage. It's bad enough I had to be different for other people all the time, but no one asked about my experiences about being raced or even if I was of mixed race. Yet, they asked about my sexual experiences and sometimes my gender, but no one seemed to care about my race. 
After extensive interviews, Steve shared his feelings about being mixed. For example, having to live with different families, eat different foods, and simply just learning to adjust. This wasn't uncommon for Steve living on the streets. He had already developed really good survival skills. The change was his thoughts about the foster care system. He believed foster care was to bo- was supposed to be a safe environment for him to thrive. However, being sexually abused since childhood taught him more survival skills and how to navigate the foster and group home systems. Yet no children or staff looked like him. Steve felt foster and group home experience was another trauma for him. This was another form of abuse. Steve thought it was emotionally abusive to have adults make decisions about his life and not telling him about these decisions until his court date. He felt it was emotionally abusive because he was placed in male homes, although he identified as being gender fluid. He requested the social workers um, to be of mixed race or of African-American heritage, but most of his workers were Caucasian and Asian. When he was young, he did have one African-American male worker who he remembered as being kind, but the relationship was very limited. He never had new clothes. He did get new shoes on a few occasions, but no socks, no underwear, no t-shirts, no basic stuff like that. He never, ever got hair products, and his hair was long and all over the place. He didn't know how to maintain it, which caused severe acne on his face and back, another thing that was missed by our medical professionals. He often used his hair to cover up his face because of shame. I recall a time Steve explained this in his own words. No one really understands what goes on behind closed doors. When men want to have sex with you, they do things. And often they ejaculated into my hair. I did not have shampoo most of the time. Other times I didn't even care. So I would just be sitting at a bus stop waiting and I could still smell this man on me. However, no one cares about these stories because no one ever even asked about this experience. For Steve, there were many challenges and ways to understand how developmental and complex trauma impacted his life. Steve was provided space to share what he considered to be traumatic. This is a space that should be provided to all children, especially those in foster care. The details of his story were based on his perceptions, feelings, and reactions to the world. Foster care is hard on children, and it impacts their psychological struggle. That's absolutely true. There are laws that will protect Native American children. There are even laws in place to protect children of color. But there are no laws to address these multicultural and multi-ethnic experiences. Steve is more than just his abuse. Steve's story reveals that children who are abused and neglected have to continue to make adjustments to fit into someone else's family. They don't have a sense of themselves, their own family, feeling connected 
to their own cultural and ethnic community. If you are a mixed child, adjusting can be difficult when you are struggling to figure out yourself. Understanding your cultural and ethnic experience is challenging when you think about the additional stressors that come along with being in the foster care system, especially when foster parents in group homes are not culturally sensitive, when they don't have people in the environment that look like you, that can be an added complication. Steve's childhood trauma experiences are not uncommon. Uh, One out of every three girls, one out of every three one out of every five boys will experience some form of child sexual abuse. There's another part. Steve is impacted by trauma. And it's not just the sexual abuse or the emotional abuse, but also the emotional abuse and how little attention, appreciation, consideration was given because he is a mixed heritage. Diverse children have a racialized experience that shapes their perception, feelings, and reactions. It is emotional abuse if we continue to miss this part of our children's overall development by putting them into homes and environments that are not culturally sensitive. I will end with this idea. Can a system like the child welfare system create other forms of trauma because the system fails? to make a real change. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with others. Like below and subscribe to my channel. I will end by saying, the keys to happiness are following the path towards knowing oneself ancient comedic proverb.